0: Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from B.A. Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by B.A. Insight Technical Account Representative Jason McCulloch. Jason, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to meet you. And thank you for uh, letting me join the show. You are based in the UK. I hope our time zone shenanigans have not caused you any trouble. I appreciate you coming to us this evening, your time.
1: No, no problem at all. I mean, we are, being inside, we've got a global present. We have customers all over the world. So you know, time zones, I suppose, go out the window in, in, uh, in the 21st century. When you're working for an IT company,
0: we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence versus human intelligence. Uh, and uh, I, I know that with your insight, we are going to uh, come to terms with the fact that one is truly better than the other. One will rise up <laughs> and, and shine a light on uh, on the benefits uh, that it brings to us. Uh, why did this topic uh, come up for you when, when you're approached and say, hey, do you, you want to join us on the podcast? And, and you say, oh, I got an idea. This is the one I want to talk about. Where did this come from?
1: I, I, I'm quite a creative individual, uh, or like to think I'm a creative individual, and you know, AI seems to be always in the news. And uh, you know, I hear a lot of customers say it, a lot of prospects. You go to uh, conferences, and and people are always talking about it. But I think, in truth, that's only one side of the argument. And so, I, I've coined this phrase: human intelligence. Because who, no matter who, who I talk to, people are always saying, oh, yeah, we want AI, we want artificial intelligence. But when I look at it and think, do you actually want artificial intelligence? Do you want to remove that um, human intelligence element from what you're doing at work? And in truth, the answer is probably not. And that's the reason I wanted to you know, get my views on this subject across and talk about it a little more
0: well let's talk a little bit about the basis for what you're hearing right what is it that clients are looking for when they say oh we want ai uh what what is behind the assumption that ai is going to cure all of the, their uh, all of their ills well
1: i think a lot of it is driven by the media uh, and our personal experiences um daily in truth and if you look at it um, from our personal experiences You know, we're all used to using technologies such as Google and Bing search. We're familiar with technologies that Amazon have brought out around things like um, Alexa and and Cortana. And and in in truth, they are um, a good form of AI, and we're used to using them. And now organizations are thinking, how can we integrate these technologies into our working world? Probably more importantly, how can we um, integrate them into the working world, but produce and be productive as a result of those integrations. And that's really where I think it's being driven from, you know, the, the, the commercialization um, of bringing them into the working world, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it does make sense. And, and uh, you know, we it's a, a subject that we take on uh, often uh, on this show. It's the, the Google problem, right? That, that uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people bring the Google problem to work. And it's, it is their assumption that, you know, everything should work like Google. This really comes down to a question of metadata, right? I mean, how are we Uh, going to assign the right metadata to the documents that are in uh, our collections so that they are easily findable? And can't AI just take care of that for us?
1: Well, if we just go back a step and and you mentioned the the Google problem, if we turn that into a positive and say um, Google Whilst it could be seen as a problem, and I have heard so many times in the search world, especially uh, you know when I speak to prospects, that they say they they want their search engine to work like Google. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it may not be attainable, but it's also not a bad thing because if you think about it, Google is a powerful and Bing as well. They are powerful search engines. They offer a lot of positives when it comes to search um so i like like to look at the the google problem as a, as a google positive now g- going back to your original question around you know the metadata and how's that working in the working world is you know we we all do keyword searches uh, even though we don't always know it we do a search and we get information back a keyword search is where you are actually searching for matches From your search query into the actual search um, into the actual content within the document itself. But if we take that a little step further and we look at metadata, which is data about data, when we assign additional metadata on top of the document or content itself, it gives us more options and better search experiences. What do I mean by that? So. Yeah, you know, t- take a, a typical search engine. You do a search, you get a set of information back, and you know that you get a lot of information back. With, with the use of metadata, what we can actually do is we can actually create things like refiners, because ultimately refiners are based on metadata. We can also change the relevancy of our, of our search results. Again, another positive from, from that we get from uh, assigning content, uh, assigning metadata. I beg your pardon to to mm-hmm. content. And then, w- w- one that we, we're all used to and familiar with seeing from the from websites and com- from the commercial work, this idea of personalization. And that's also being brought into the working world now uh, in terms of search experiences. Do we, we, we do a search at work? We want to see documents that relate to things that we're doing. We want to see documents that relate to things in people within our team, within our office, uh, with, with, even within our country. So, that's where I see metadata as important. But the role that AI is taking in terms of metadata in particular is is probably the process of speeding up the ability to assign metadata to content. Uh, A couple of examples. Through our products called Smart Hub, what we can do is we can actually summarize a document through the use of AI and Smart Hub. And when a user looks for information, they will see a quick summary of that document. Now, if you take um, uh, the, the role of a human in in this element of actually looking at that document, you know, typing out a, a summary about what that document is, and then timesing that by ten thousand, a hundred thousand, or a million documents—that's that, not really achievable. Perhaps on a small scale, yes, but the time taken to summarize that document from a manual process is is is, is quite a lot. That's why AI is is positive, or. If you wanted to extract what language a document is written in, unless you are a multilingual, uh, if you unless you can speak multiple languages, then how do you know? Uh, or if you know a lot of languages, uh, how do you know the language that the document is written in? Does,
0: does that make sense? Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And and everything you've you've listed here so far seems to me to be something that a computer is uh, adept at at determining. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this the role of human intelligence, right? This this phrase that you're that you're bringing to us here and how human intelligence plays into uh, artificial intelligence and what the computer can determine to us, I think, is uh, is something I want to have you dive a little bit deeper on. What should our objectives be in figuring out the role of uh, of humans in, um, you know, assigning metadata and typing up summaries and doing the kinds of things that uh, that computers can't do. What should our objectives be? There,
1: take for example synonyms or colloquial language, or you know, as uh, as I like to call it, shop floor speak. Mm-hmm. BA insights. We have a, a lot of acronyms that we use, so we use things like AC for our auto classifier tool that enables you to automatically assign metadata to to content, or uh, CFW, which which stands for our connector framework. That's a tool that allows us to index content from multiple content sources into a, a search index. Now, AC, if you use AI, for example, that will come back and it won't. It doesn't know BA Insight as an organization. It doesn't know that the language that we use. So it may go away and look at it and say that could be alternating current, which relates to things like electricity. You know, that's a it's a it's a false recognition of what AC actually mm-hmm. is because it doesn't know our organization. The same could be said of, you know, the connector frameworks (CFW). It could mean, you know, coastal flood warning, for example. It's, it's, it. What it's doing there is it may be assigning additional metadata to the content, but it's actually providing false metadata, which could skew the, the the search results. So that human element is always required because we, at the end of the day, know our organization better than any computer
0: will. You know, in your experience working with clients. Can you set out a, for us an example or two of best-in-class shops that have found the right balance between human intelligence and AI? What do they do uh, and how do they approach their data set uh, in a way that makes them uh, a best-in-class uh, in this, this sort of operation?
1: So, yeah, I, I have one specific example. Actually, a UK organization who are using the auto-classifier. What they are using it for is is uh, again a combination of AI and, and hi um, uh, this is a, an organization that actually needs to um, provide summaries about their documents, but on top of that, the human element is is actually what makes the auto classifier more pertinent and works really well for that for this particular organization that they, they have information that they hold about uh, all of their clients quite a, a pertinent thing that we're seeing a lot especially across europe around gdpr holding personal information uh, and being able to return that information about individuals if an individual requests that now no organized, no AI tool is going to be able to recognize all the information about the set of individuals. So what we've actually done is use the classifier um, from the HI perspective to to build some rules about those uh, about the ability to extract information from documents that will enable uh, a, a, um, an organization to be compliant from GDPR perspective. So. Let's say a client rings up and they say, uh, I'm looking for information, uh, give me all of the information, the personal information that you hold about me. Um, but how does an, an AI tool know that a telephone number is a telephone number? Okay, yes, we can say it has you know, four uh, national code numbers, and then we also have the, the localized part of that telephone number. Or if we have a national insurance number, which is, has you know, two numbers, two letters, uh, and then a, a letter, for example. and. Um, You can use AI to look at that, but ultimately at the end of the day, uh, it's looking for a set of numbers, maybe a pattern. Using the classifier, we can can create rules. We know that's a credit card number. We know that's a telephone number. We know that's a postcode or a national insurance number, for example. And that's where the human element is really looking at it. And then the human element, again, is checking back over those numbers and over that data to ensure that that information is, is, is correct And it's really important with GDPR because if information is being missed when people are asking for the information or it's not being passed in the correct format, then organizations can be severely fined.
0: Is there a significant human resource, sort of technical resource impact on, on operations for organizations that apply what you'd consider sort of an appropriate ratio of human intelligence to this? What is the, what is the general sort of uh, obligation uh, to, you know, to get people trained up on how to, how to input better data?
1: <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, and from an AI perspective, that there isn't any because the, the computer does it themselves, it does it itself. Mm-hmm. From a, a HI perspective, what I would say is, if you force users to assign metadata to content, they tend not to want to do it. They may not understand why they're doing it. They see it as as an additional task. It can be a, a time consuming task, and ultimately they don't they don't they don't do it correctly. And the, what I will say is, the only thing worse than no metadata is poor metadata or bad metadata. And you, I often see a lot of Content tagged with the, the the letter A. So location, they tag everything with Argentina or Algeria, for example, because the first thing that they they come in the list. If you educate users about why they're doing it and really let them see the benefit, then they will they will dive down and and actually commit commit to doing commit to doing it. What is the level of uh, training required, or what's the the amount of effort required? I, I don't think. I don't think it's a lot. It's about education and actually letting them know why they're doing it rather than having to train them to do it. If you have um, a document that has 20 pieces of metadata that should be assigned, I think you are going to lose the lose the user. So it's, it's a balance between using AI to get as much information out of that document as possible and assign metadata, and then... The, 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 the human element is when they come in at the end and they fill in the blanks and do the things that are most pertinent to that organization, to, to organizational metadata.
0: What is what is next? I mean, when you think about, uh, again, these best in class clients that you're working with, what what is the next frontier for them to uh, and, and where do you expect AI to help sort of carry the water uh, in, in our as our data needs continue to grow?
1: Well, I think AI, um, f- from a, um, a foolproof plan or a, you know, a bulletproof piece of kit isn't actually there, uh, there yet. And, and a couple of examples, uh, you know, that I've seen working w- w- with, with some clients. We offer a, a facility or a tool where um, you can analyze images and, um, that will pick out the information, the metadata from from that image, and we can assign that metadata to the image. and then when you're searching for the image, rather than just searching on a title of an image, you can actually uh, look at additional metadata. And we call this uh, image or video analysis. Where is it going and is where I'm going with this answer? I've seen examples and other technologies using AI where an image has been analyzed. And let's say we've got a a swimming pool with a a boy in it. And when I say boy, I don't mean a a human. I mean that little plastic thing that that, that sits in in the water sometimes. Sure, sure. I have seen um, images and technologies through a- AI where they don't analyze the correct boy, if you will. You might have a boy sitting by the side of the pool, a human, and then a, a plastic boy in the water. And that isn't what that, that image is actually about. Or another one is where you extract text from a T-shirt of a person um, in in the water saying, you know, the shirt may say water boy, but that these actually there's no, there's no actual water within the image itself. So I think there needs to be improvement in, in in actual AI, and how we're going to get there is where, you know, for example, Google do it. They take all of the images that we upload into things like you know Facebook or, or onto Google itself or from websites and images. It needs there needs to be more training around um, things like image and video analysis. So that's that's point one, and I think that's where it's going to get better in terms of accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it going uh, in terms of actual technology? I think we, we, you will start to see things like sentiment analysis become uh, more accurate as well. How does a human understand or uh, sorry, how does uh, a computer understand sentiment better than a human? I would argue at the moment it, it probably doesn't. Um, you can see you can see an image of uh, a woman who is smiling, and we we all know that that is you know is a lady smiling. But what about a, a computer seeing that? They're trained to see you know people smiling and, uh, and laughing. They're easy emotions and feelings to see. But what about when it, when it gets a little bit more difficult to understand things like you know confusion or or, or the word puzzled? These types of things again, I think is it's going to have to be an improvement in that um, for really for the technology to take off. And that's the that's where the future, yeah, I think, is going um, you know, around accuracy.
0: As I'm listening to you, and, and I feel like your approach to the cultural change that needs to happen around, uh, you know, just in these best-in-class organizations, as you teach users the importance of metadata, they adapt and they, be, they become more willing to to contribute. And... Uh, I I guess that's my that's my question. Are they getting better at that as they understand more? Are organizations having an easier time over time uh, getting their teams on board with, you know, these kinds of requirements kind of filling the hole?
1: Yeah, I, I think they're as I think they're becoming more receptive to it, and they're, as they become more educated um, around it, as as to why they're doing it, then yes, I, I think um, employees and people within organisations are getting better at tagging content and and, uh, and and assigning metadata. The ones that are perhaps not developing or you know doing it as correctly as as, the, as one would like them to do are the ones perhaps where maybe they're being forced as i, as I said or they don't mm-hmm. understand why they're doing it and that's that's the key i i don't I, there are very few organizations that i come across who's who have a a dedicated search team who then go out and educate organi- people within the organization about how to tag documents um or why they're tagging documents, and I come from a consultant back, a consultant background, and I'm the type of individual who who likes to explain a lot, as you can see from this uh, from this podcast. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to educate people, but I don't think that all organisations do that. Probably because organisations think that. They don't see the power in it because how do you quantify search? How do you quantify good metadata? How do you quantify bad metadata? Where's the balance? And that's the that's the nub of of really where they need to get to so that um, you're going to get a better search experience. If 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 you educate these people um, and and pro- probably train them, then the human uh, intelligent element of uh, of training search and metadata will become a lot more positive.
0: That's as uh, as good an answer as any, uh, Jason. Thank you so much for reflecting on that and all of these questions today. I sure appreciate your contributions and uh, um, and uh, insights on the on the team. So thank you very very much. Thank you, uh, and thank you everybody for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and attention on behalf of Jason McCulloch and his UK counterparts over there. I'm Pete Wright, and we will catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.